Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome back to episode 44, and I'm Brendan. And I am Jared. Welcome back, Fly Zone Nation. We are here. We are back, hopefully for the rest of the season for NFL. And what what a great time to start, right before week one. We have a lot to get into. I should say that, Brendan. We got a lot to get into. Before we start talking about some football, Jared, how was your summer? What did you do? I heard you had an internship with SNY. I had an internship with SNY. You know, you got to love the Mets. But no, it was great. Got to go into the control room. Got to work on some social media stuff was able to edit some videos for them. So it was a great, great experience. Got to go on the field for a Subway Series game. Can't beat that. So it was really like a dream internship. It really was. How about you? I heard you did some stuff with Sports Grid. Yeah, so I got the offer with Sports Grid. Uh, wonderful experience. Shout out to uh, Rebecca Harrelson for giving me that opportunity. I was working as an account manager, so I managed their Twitter accounts. And, you know, we got some followers for them. We interacted with uh, a, lot of, a lot of people. Uh, professionally, I got the opportunity to meet some higher ups in uh, the sports grid company, which was great to get my name out there. And uh, it was overall great experience and great thing to put on my resume. Sounds great. And you know, did you go to any, you kept following the Jets this offseason? I mean, from we took our last episode was the draft where the Jets took uh, Sauce Gardner. And who else did they take? We got Jermaine Johnson. We got Garrett Wilson. We got Brees Hall. We got Jeremy Ruckert. So kind of just snowballing off of what you were just talking about. Shout out Jared for nailing the nail on the head with the sauce Gardner pick. This man predicted it. He said that the Jets are going to go out and get the sauce. Uh, You said it was going to be a great marketing commodity for the New York Jets. It would go hand in hand. And uh, I think that it's going to work out for us. I mean, we know that the Jets win when we have that consensus cornerback in the backfield. And I think he's a great zone coverage fit for this organization. I mean, we know how coach Robert Sala worked with a Sherman back when he was working as an assistant defensive coordinator um, with Mm -hmm. the Seattle Seahawks. So I think sauce has that attitude. He's got that swagger. He has that grit still has not given up a touchdown uh, since high school. Um, He was not, not targeted in the po- in the preseason. So I'm extraordinarily happy with Sauce Gardner. And moving on to the Jermaine Johnson pick, um, we're going to get back to Garrett Wilson. I know that he's the middleman there. But mm-hmm. Jermaine Johnson, I mean, there were some talks about us getting him fourth overall. The ability for us to get him at the 26th pick, you know, to, to move up and get our guy to address that edge rusher position. And the 10th overall pick, the courtesy of the Jamal Adams trade, we were able to walk away with whom – a lot of NFL analysts believe is the best receiver in the draft. Garrett Wilson very uh, has great body control. He can catch the ball, uh, great awareness, great route running, great hands. I think overall the Wilson, the Wilson connection will be brewing at MetLife and I'm extraordinarily excited. I thought it was a dream draft. Jared, what do you think? And uh, like, like you said, Jets drafted their guys. I mean, and they got skill position players that they needed, cornerback, wide receiver. 
And, you know, they, they performed pretty well in preseason. But I think the biggest news to come out of preseason for your Jets is the Zach Wilson injury that has sidelined him. And that wasn't, con- wasn't connection. Do you think that's a possibility week one? See, I'm hearing conflicted reports. I'm hearing that he's doing much better, that his leg is in a stable condition, that he's able to move around and is acting very mobile. Uh, he was actually hitting some routes with his receivers, which is great to see that. However, I'm going to say no, do not play him. Uh, I don't care if even this, the doctors. Is, you want, do you, is this what you're thinking? Uh, this, is your what opinion? Thinking. this is what I'm okay. thinking. I think if I am Coach Robert Sala, I'm letting him rest. Um, I think leg injuries are very serious. And obviously, we got blessed by the football gods. It wasn't an ACL. I remember so many people out there, NFL doctors, scouts, everyone, you know, people in the respected industry was coming out on a gun, out on a gun and saying that, you know, he tore his ACL. Thank God it was just a bone bruise and a MCL partial tear. And he flew out to his doctor in uh, L.A. to get that done. The surgery was was a success, which is wonderful. But ultimately, I just say don't play him. Like, even if he's 100% healthy. I mean, you have a guy in Joe Flacco that knows the Baltimore Super Ravens. Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> Super Bowl winning quarterback. With the he same knows, coach. Yeah. Yeah, he knows the Baltimore Ravens better than anyone else. He always went up against that defense in practice. Now, I know it's a little bit different now. It's been some years since he was with the – the you know the black and blue but he I think you got to play him I think you got to play Joe Flacco and I'm not taking any chances with Zach Wilson's knee I mean Jared what do you think you agree with me or yeah I see what you mean with uh you know it's your sophomore year quarterback it's a leg injury scary and Zach Wilson he's known for scrambling around he's known for his uh ability to create with the ball when he runs so I kind of see your point and I agree with you the Jets they're not going to be competitive this year they're not. They're not. They're not. In I disagree. Well, okay. I'm competitive as in they're going to get a playoff spot. You know, they will be a tough team, but, you know, you're thinking of your future more. And if you rush them back against, uh, you know, really, you know, notoriously good Ravens defense, um, it's not, it's not worth. And, you know, it is at home. It's, it would be disappointing to all the fans wearing the Wilson jersey. But I think it's for the, overall better sake for the Jets going forward. So what if something happens? Then the whole news would be they rushed him back. So at least push that narrative away, push the narrative for a week, you know, say, all right, we gave him the full time, even an extra week, and then he got hurt, and then at least they did their due diligence, you know? Exactly. And also, we got to remember, Zach Wilson is young. He's 23 years of age, just turning 23 years of age. He, he's a young guy, and we saw how he was sidelined towards the end of the season last year with an, with an I think it was his right leg, opposite leg, and he came back and had played some of the best football. That's when you saw him win the turnover battle against Tom Brady with the Tampa, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, barely won, lost, should have won that game. And I think that having him on the sideline allows him to just, like, for the game to slow down, understand his progressions more, see things from another perspective, learn more. I think that there could be some – serious positives putting him on the sideline for just some games. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, Joe Flacco, like you said, formidable quarterback, former Raven. He was there last year as well. So it will still be a competitive game out there. I'm sure he would love to poke it in his old coach, his face, and the guy who took over his job, Lamar Jackson's face. And, you know, he's going to be competitive. He's going to be fired up. And Wilson, just give him an extra, give him an extra week, honestly. 
I agree. Now to switch over to the other side of New York, the New York Giants had a great draft, in my opinion. They had the fifth pick and the seventh pick. They went out there, dressed both sides of the ball, the trenches, Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. They went out there, got Kayvon Thibodeau. And yeah. also, they got the big name head coach, Brian Dable. How does it feel right now to be a Giants fan? Please just give us your thoughts about the offseason. I'm not going to lie. It's a bit weird being a Giants fan right now. It's a bit weird. Love the draft. Love the coaching staff. But have you seen like the news recently about the Giants? They had to cut Blake Martinez, a former captain, tackle leader in 2020. Injury, got injury last season. And our linebacking core is very thin. Let me just say that. It's thin. So I'm honestly confused in the direction that we're going. Like, are we trying to be competitive or are we trying to rebuild? You know, that Kenny Galladay signing last offseason looking kind of weird right now. Um, but I don't know if you saw the clips of him, but it did not look like he wanted to be out there. And that's not doing any sides good. If he wants to get traded, that's not doing him himself good with that image. And if he wants to play for the Giants, he's not contributing. So that was, I think, like the biggest storyline of the offseason, of the you know, preseason, offseason was the Kenny G not really doing it for us. You know, his stats last year. He had no touchdowns. We all know that. We all know that he had no touchdowns. And, you know, that's when he had uh, Daniel Jones, a battle line, and Evan Neal looks great. I mean, his preseason games, he looked great. I sh- we should, you know, with Dable, see an upgrade in the offense that we haven't gotten since, you know, when Barkley and Odell were on the same team for a little bit. We, that, that was the only times that the offense has clicked in recent years. When um, when I think about the Giants offense, you know, still think of Eli and Victor Cruz and Odell and Hakeem Hicks. They haven't really had that great offense. And last year, we're talking about the Giants having a pretty good wide receiving core and Kenny G, Tony, and Shepard. And now the same guys are back, and they're like middle of the pack to the end of the league now. So it is, it is a weird time to be a Giants fan. I, I think we're going to win some games. Um, don't think we're gonna make the playoffs though, honestly. So from my perspective as being a Jets fan, looking at your organization, seeing you guys kind of, kind of a similar, um, kind of reminds me of how the Jets were easing away from Adam Gase and his era and the Mike McCagnan and transitioning into the Robert Sala crew. Um, because there's some contracts out here that Dable doesn't agree with. Um, and your new GM who has that tight relationship as working with the Bills. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that this season is kind of just the, is Daniel Jones it season? Um, This is the make or break season for Daniel Jones. Uh, There's no excuses here. Uh, It will depict whether... I've been saying that shit about Daniel Jones for like the past two years. This, this I know this is the last contract, rookie contract deal, last year of it. This has to be... This has to be his last chance. Has He's, this this is his, in another offense. Dable, who's proven in Buffalo that his offense, his mind works. And you have Barkley completely healthy. Last year, you know, he even said it, that he wasn't 100%. He wasn't comfortable on that knee. He should be good. He's got the wideouts. You got Tony coming off for of injury for a full season, hopefully. Shepard for a full season, hopefully. And Kenny Galladay. 
hopefully is just a presence on offense. So the offensive weapons is there. Evan Ingram, he's gone in Jacksonville. We don't need him dropping passes anymore. So this is really Daniel Jones's last chance. And even Saquon Barkley's last chance too, because if they don't click this year, if we win less, if we're the worst team in the NFC East, that's going to mean something. And they're going to have to do something about it. Most definitely so. I think there's a lot of promise with Dable. I like him a lot. I I mean, you take a look at how he was able to shift the Buffalo Bills culture. Uh, poaching mm-hmm. that from that specific tree, I think, is a really good idea. And I think that it's just going to take some time because obviously if you look at your roster, it's, you know, it's it's bottom bottom five, in my opinion, um, your roster around the league. And but I like how you guys attack the offseason, um, especially in the draft. I think Evan Neal is going to do great things for your run game. I think the football philosophy starts in the trenches and that's similar, similar to how the Jets approached it. Um, so if you can start the line and build around that, that would be great. Um, and as I said before, I feel like it's the year to evaluate Daniel Jones is his make or break year. And also to weed out all of the contracts that Gettleman, that Gettleman put on you guys. And now that he's not here, you can see what's going on with Kenny G. You can see what's going on with all these assets that were given a huge bag and is it worth it down the line? Mm -hmm. So we're going to find some answers this year. Who are yeah. Dable's guys? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some giants on this team that he can work with, but Sundays will only tell us. It's going to be like with the Jets and Sam Darnold. I mean, like Sean and Dable, they, Daniel Jones isn't their draft pick. He's not. He's got omens. And, you know, they could, they could, they would easily move on from him. I could see, you know, that's what the Jets did with Zach Wilson. They moved on. And with Daniel Jones, he's just going to have to play out his contract. I mean, you're not going to be able to trade him. Um, so it's really just, if, I don't see that the Giants keeping him because I don't think he's the future. He hasn't proven that he's a top 20 quarterback, top 18, 17 quarterback. Hasn't proven that yet. And you saw the 49ers are trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, who went to the NFC Championship game. Couldn't find a home for him. Baker Mayfield, great quarterback. Has some, you know, last season he wasn't that was good, but he took the Browns to the playoffs couple seasons ago and they got a fifth round pick fourth round pick from the panthers for him so jano jones if as long if he his, he's not gonna be a giant next year unless he puts on a spectacular season even if it's good i don't think he's gonna be a giant next season i totally agree so which draft pick are you the most excited about most um i would say evan neal i mean if he could be great if he could be like how he looked in the preseason Barkley should, you know, feel more protected and Jones should be more protected. And I think that overall, just his presence will just give them like at least one more half a second to a second more to decide what to do with the ball. And, you know, football, that's that's a huge amount of time to be able to think, react. So I'm most looking forward to him, Evan Neal. And just like how Jets fans were biting their nails, seeing Zach Wilson go down with a knee injury happened with Kayvon Thibodeau. So yep. what's the status with Kayvon Thibodeau right now? Thibodeau, I mean, uh, he, he said to put, uh, reporters that, you know, he laughed at the memes. You know, he thought it was funny. Um, but his status for week one right now is, you know, they expect him to practice Tuesday, him with Aziz, um, Aziz who um, was um, our draft pick a couple of years ago. 
who everyone expected a big season last year, but took a step back. Um, but it's still limited. So, you know, the same thing with Zach Wilson. You know, I wouldn't mind if he didn't play Sunday. I really wouldn't. Um, but if he's he said that personality that I think that, you know, he will be there uh, on Sunday. And, you know, if he's not 100%, he's not going to play. But if Kayvon says 100% on Sunday, he'll play. I definitely agree with that. Same kind of simulation. Same kind of situation with Zach Wilson. Only difference is, is that one's your franchise quarterback, potentially. And another one is your edge rusher. So, yeah. Edge rusher, though, you still need that leverage in the legs. And, you know, it was a shame. I was pissed when he got hurt because it was with the, it was a chop block. Um, but, you know, he's, he's smiling. He has a good, great personality for New York so far. So it would be great to see him play alongside, you know, Leonard Williams, Cat, and um, these guys on defense. And, you know, I'm worried about this defense this year, I'm not going to lie. And our secondary, I know Dory Jackson's there still, but, you know, we got rid of Bradbury. So, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, this Sunday we play at the Titans. And the Titans had an interesting offseason, got rid of A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry's back from injury. After being number one seed, they were knocked out. I've, I fully expect uh, Derrick Henry to run all over us. Um, and that's okay. I mean, it's the Titans. They were number one seed last year. Um, they did lose to the Jets last year. That's a, that's a fact. So week one, uh, we're away as well. Anything could happen, but I, was, I still see the Titans pulling pulling through as the Giants. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans as well, the defending first seed in AFC. And I just think Derrick Henry's run game is going to be way too much for you guys to handle. Um, there, it's going to be ground and pound. Um, and obviously they missed uh, A.J. Brown, which is going to free up uh, the defense for you guys. It's going to help you guys out in that regard. Uh, it's never fun game planning up against taking, you know, your CB1 on AJ and then having your safety have to potentially double team or watch the box with um, Derrick Henry. So I think that that definitely helps your game planning. However, mm -hmm. I think the speed and the, I think the speed and the experience of this Tennessee Titans football team uh, is too much to handle for the New York Giants. Nate, can you name me two wide receivers on the Titans? Two wide receivers <laughs> on the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, off the top um, of your head. Last year was easy, but this year not so much. Last year was AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Both moved on to different okay, teams. Okay, well, yeah, I know that they got Traylon Burks. They they picked yes, him up. Yeah, got Burks. Um, and then we got we got Robert Woods as well. Um, Robert Woods. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good fit for him there. I mean, he was going the Rams, and now he's more of a more of a one. On the Titans, he's a one receiver, which would be interesting for Woods. So that's not this. I don't think Woods is on the level as AJ Brown or Julio Jones when he's on. But it's interesting how the Titans have that. What they're doing on offense here, they have Austin Hooper at tight end now. Like I didn't know any of this, and they have Tannehill and Malik Willis. I mean, do you see Malik Willis coming in any time this year? <laughs> Just quickly. I mean, he looked pretty good in the preseason. He, he had that scrambling touchdown. I mean, we all know he has that cannon of an arm. Um, and I remember Rabel was disappointed in 
Malik because of his uh, his legs and how he was moving. Uh, he wanted to see him display his arm. Um, but I think for the most part, Tannehill is going to maintain that offense. He has the experience. Uh, we saw him trend upwards in his career. I think him losing the A.J. Browns, stuff like that, is gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt him. However, you might as well just go with the person that knows the offense that you know won the conference, or you know what I mean, like was the yeah. first seed in the conference last year. So I think you're better off going with him, and mm-hmm. you allow Malik to just sit, digest the offense, get get accustomed to it. But if Tannehill shits the bed, and if he's not playing good, then I think you might see Malik roll in, and it all just depends on how hard and how well Tannehill can play. Mm-hmm. And speaking of another team who traded away their number one receiver, the Ravens, the Jets opponent, they got rid of Hollywood Brown and they got back their running back, J.K. Dobbins, who was hurt in preseason last year. They have their great tight end, Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, former MVP, who is still looking to get paid. Now, Brendan, how do you think the Jets will fare against the Ravens? So I think the Ravens obviously have – they're a very hard team to go up against because you have the RPO ability within Lamar Jackson. He can beat you over the numbers. He can beat you uh, inside the hash lines. He can run. He can pass. Uh, very hard to game plan against him. Um, it's going to be a long day for Ulbrich or DC, whom I'm not the highest on. I think he definitely has some flaws in his game um, when it comes to play calling. Um I think that, you know, ultimately we're going to lose this game. However, it's a good bet to put on the Jets. I mean, what is it, plus uh, 250 or something like that amongst those lines? Um, the money is, is, is on, isn't like where the Jets are um, to be made. And, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What do the Jets have going into this game? How can they win this game? Well, I just want to start on the fact that it's, it's on 9-11 uh, all of the Jets, you know, fans and all of the Jets players will be juiced up. Um, they'll, they'll be ready to go out there and play for their city in which they love. Um, we all know that um, Robert Sala uh, almost lost his brother uh, in, you know, in that tragic event. So I think that that definitely is going to amplify this New York Jets team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be in the atmosphere. Um, if it is Joe Flacco going up against his former opponent, I think, he will be ready. It's a revenge game for him. We all love some revenge games. And if you look across the ball, um, whether if it's Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, I mean, we have a revamped offensive line. Uh, left guard, you know, Dwayne Brown coming in. He's going to take that. I'm sorry, left tackle. Left guard um, is going to be Lakin Tomlinson, Pro Bowl guard, uh, someone from the 49ers tree that is amazing in pass uh, block, but even better in run blocking which is going to open up gaps and holes for Brees Hall, more options for where the ball to go. And then center, Connor McGovern, one of the most least penalized corner, or I'm sorry, centers in the league. Um, he's definitely done great things for us. Um, right guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, continuing to be great. He was borderline Pro Bowl last year. Um, and then right tackle, we got George Fant, who was the best uh, tackle or, or lineman, offensive lineman on our team last year. Um, we got him from Seattle, and since then his stock has been rising, rising. So I think we have the protection. I think we have the the anchor on the line to do some damage, and I think it's going to be a closer game than people make it out of. And, um, you know, on the line of scrimmage, you What's got – spread at against the Ravens? What's the jet spread? What's the spread? Yeah. Uh, I could look it up right now, but it's um, – 
Okay, I'll, we could look it up right now. Um, it looks like logging into FanDuel. Jared, will you be betting this year or no? Oh, you know me, of course, of course, of course. I don't, I don't know what the, what the plan is to do. T anytime TDs or you know just who wins the game. I have to see. I wasn't able to bet last year. I wasn't 21 yet during the football season. So I'm looking forward to it this season. And obviously, you work for Sports Grid during the summer, betting exactly. network. Exactly. So, according to FanDuel, it's a plus six and a half spread. Yeah. So they're predicting the Ravens to, you know, beat us. Touchdown. Yeah. And which is a close game. Which is a close game, but um, nothing. Nothing too crazy, but ultimately, I think that, you know, I think that the Ravens will get the job done due to the experience. I think that they're better overall around the ball. I think Lamar Jackson is the best football uh, quarterback on the field. So I think that, you know, the Ravens are going to get the win. However, the Jet, it's, 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 it's doable. It's doable. I mean, Elijah Moore, who has been absolutely killing it, um, he's out there playing like a wide receiver one. Uh, he's getting open. Speaking Great of Jets wideouts, what are your thoughts on Mims? Mims? Uh, I mean, he's got to go. I mean, he requested a trade. Uh, he had the best uh, NFL game in the preseason um, where, against your team, the New York Giants. And uh, I'm happy for him. I'm also happy for the trade value that we're going to receive, how his stock is going up because he was catching passes in his last game with the, with the Jets, his last previous game with the Jets. However, um. If he's not happy here and if he believes that he could be somewhere that's better for him, then I think we got to just take what we can get from him and run. Oh, that's fair. I mean, he kind of got the short end of the stick. I, I feel like, you know, Elijah Moore drafted, Garrett Wilson drafted. So, you know, I feel like Mims has a right to be upset, right to want to move on. And I think Salah or uh, Joe Douglas said that they're going to try to honor that. There's no, doesn't look like it'll be messy. Looks like they're both in agreement that, hey, there's, you know, we could get some value from you and you you deserve to, you know, be a, a second or third option of a team. Yeah, I, I mean, having him as a security blanket or, you know, a wide receiver four or five definitely isn't bad from a depth perspective. We all know that he has that big body. He's more of that 50-50 catcher. Uh, he was a beast at Baylor, um, but it just wasn't clicking with the Jets. I mean, he had that incident where uh, it was the salmonella incident or when he had, yeah, he had um, food poisoning from like salmon. Um, so that, that was crazy. And then he was sick. He wasn't able to really perform that well. Um, so I don't know. I just, you know, it wasn't the best fit for him for whatever reason. Um, I know that Zach has a lot of rip on the ball um, and we've had a lot of drop passes. So, a lot of it could be on Zach's fault because he's not used to how fast that ball is coming because um, he had a lot of drop passes. Um, so I think it's his adjustment uh, towards the NFL and, and understanding how it's a completely different league. Um, the timing is so much, much faster. So quarterbacks need to get it into tight windows, thus, you know, a stronger touch. Um, I think it could be on both sides. I think Zach needs to get his touch a little bit better. So it's more in the favor of these quarterbacks. I know um, Garrett Wilson came out and spoke about um, Joe Flacco and how the, that is kind of a difference in Flacco's game and Zach's game. Um, 
Flacco knows how to be more calculated with his with his touch. Um, meanwhile, Zach is kind of still out there just running around like, you know, his hair is on fire, just trying to make plays. Um, so, I, you know what I mean? So I wish the best on Denzel Mims. I think, you know, you get him to a Super Bowl contender uh, where he's around some serious vets, um, you know, that know the game of football, boost his confidence, allow the wins to keep coming in. And I think that he could do some do some do well. And I think the Jets are going to be smart about Mims. I don't think we're going to be quick to, you know, get him off the, our roster. I think we're going to wait until some injuries happen. Um, you know, let's say Tampa Bay Bucks, God forbid, you know, Godwin goes down or something like that. You know, they're going to want to go out there and get players that they think that, you know, that had high premium uh, value once they were drafted, that they think that they can turn around into a, into a stud. And with that said, prediction for their record this year. Let's hear it. Starting with my New York Jets, green and white, I'm going to say seven wins. I think the New York Jets find a way to get seven wins. Think about it, Jared. I know you might think that's a little bit too high, but what did we win last year? We won four games with a with a terrible roster, the worst defense in the league, and we're able to go out there and get Sauce Gardner, get DJ Reed, get Quan Alexander. We were able to get uh, Jordan Whitehead, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> best safety all right we're bringing in dogs that understand that understand the game of football people that are playing in the super bowl we have cj zuma he was out there catching passes from joe burrow getting touchdowns doing his thing so conklin jeremy rucker you know as our as our tight end number three we went out there we addressed the position um from receiving you know we got garrett wilson arguably the best wide receiver in you know out of the draft we got a top three, top four edge presence in the late first round should have should have went top 15. We addressed the offensive line. We got Dwayne Brown. We got all nine yards. Best running back in the draft, Brees Hall, who I put the house on, by the way. If you haven't done it already and you're 21 years of age, go out there and put the house on Brees Hall to win offensive rookie year. It's plus 900. It's free money. I don't even know why. I don't. Even, that's That's a conversation for another time. However, I think the New York Jets go out there, win three more games than last year. I understand the AFC is much, much stronger now, you know, with Russell Wilson coming in. But I don't think we make the playoffs. I think we go out there, we win three more games. I think we find a way to get it done and put our name out there a little bit more. Seven, seven and ten is my prediction. I'll give you five wins. I'll give you five wins this year. And still an upgrade over last year. And I feel like the way you're going to win, the way you're going to lose is going to be different than last year. I'll give you that. But I'm still not 100% sold on the Jets being 7-10. Seven and 10. Um, you, you mentioned that Russell Wilson's in the AFC. That is correct. But you also forgot to mention the Dolphins. They got Tyreek Hill now. You know, that's an I expect the Dolphins to be better. And the Patriots got their second year of Mac Jones. And they still have Belichick. And those are – got to play the Patriots – Bills and Dolphins. Is that six times? I could easily see the Jets going one and five or two and four against them because those are division games, and but they're the better teams, those three. Um, but you know, other than that, they they go sweep one out against the Seahawks and the Jaguars, probably the Bears. And other than that, uh, the Jets aren't the, the better team on the field. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them five. Um and if they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. I mean, you make a great point. They upgraded a bunch. They did. I feel like they had a. They did a lot better than the Giants at addressing needs this off season. Um, but you're still in the AFC. You're still in that division. 
I think there's some sneaky games that we can win. I think we could beat the Hawks. I think we could beat the Lions. I think I think we could upset the Vikings. It's possible. Oh, I'm not saying it's happening. Beat the Seahawks. Yeah, they, they're terrible. They have no Russell. Oh, Russell. never mind, never mind, never yeah. mind. I was thinking, I was thinking of the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think we could. Beat I give, the, I give you Seahawks. I give you Jags. I think we could beat the Browns. They have no Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, right? but the Browns still had, other than the, the quarterback, you know, Jacoby Brissett's their quarterback. You know, he he's won some NFL games before. I think we so, can beat the Jags. I think we can beat the Bears. I think we can beat – I mean, we already beat the Bengals with a third-string quarterback. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but listen. I mean, look, the Jets team is different this year with or with Robert Sala than with previous years and like Adam Gase. We went out there and we beat legitimate contenders. We almost beat the Bucks. We almost – we did beat the Titans. We did beat the – um, the Bengals. I mean, Bowl, it's a it's a uh, different AFC, it's yeah. a different atmosphere. I mean, you never know. You never know. All right. Well, that said, I'm going to give the Giants seven wins, <laughs> even though they won four last year. All right. I'm like I said, like you are with your Giants. I'm an optimistic Giants fan, and the fact that we get to play the Commanders and the Eagles is a way better odds than the Jets, who have to play the Bills and the Patriots and the Dolphins. So. I'll give you the games that I think we're going to win. I think we beat the Bears. I think we beat the Jags, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Lions. And then we're going to win at least – I think we split against the Eagles and, and Commanders. I mean, look, those there's always close games between us two. Daniel Jones, for some reason, loves to beat the Commanders and usually plays well against the Eagles for the most part. So with that with an upgraded coaching staff, I think this team squeezes out seven. Um, they don't make the playoffs still. But I don't think that, you know, four wins, less than four wins is an option. I mean, last year was abysmal. And if we get off to a tough start, then I can see us getting into that four, three wins range because there's going to be no motivation unless Dable could turn it around there. I think that's why Joe Judge got sacked last year because of the lack of motivation throughout the season. So that's what I think. I think seven wins. Reaching high, it's it's really high. So, what do you think? Yeah, I beg to differ. I think you guys will be uh, looking at one of the top quarterbacks in the draft next year, whether if it's C.J. Stroud, whether if it's Bryce Young. I think you guys are going to win four games next year. Um, I know that that's right exactly where you were last season. However, I think this NFC East uh, division is up and coming. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, whether if you – you know, want to look at it or not, or they're great around the ball. Dak Prescott, you know, top 10 quarterback. You got C.D. Lamb. You got uh, Schultz. You got Zeke. I mean, and honestly, I'll take Zeke over over Saquon if it came down to it. I would take Zeke over really? Saquon. They got a better offensive line. They got a better offensive line. They have a better defense. Micah Parsons. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, so they, they got a squad. Eagles scare the shit out of me, man. Like, honestly, they're dogs. They, I mean, A.J. Brown now, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. Okay. I know. The, the um, Eagles, Eagles are looking scary, but there's – I mean, they could have done way better last year. They were, they were a, a Mickey Mouse playoff team, I must say. They did not deserve to be there. And, look, I must say, fan duel sportsbooks, they're over under seven and a half wins for the Giants. Vegas knows something. I mean, so. Vegas knows something, and you have a point, but – I don't see it. I don't see it. And, um, and I, I mean, look, their defense, it's just, there's, I mean, you lost Blake Martinez. I mean, he, 
that guy was a giant. Yeah, the defense we all, is a question mark. We all knew that. Like when you think of the Giants, like on the team, it's Blake. Mar- like that's what comes to my head right now. Like Blake Martinez, he's been there mm-hmm. for a while. Um, you know, so I think that the defense is just like a huge question mark, and I think all teams in your division are gonna are gonna they're gonna beat you guys on Sundays. I mean, even the Commanders. I mean, they're they look better around the ball. I mean, they have a much more competent quarterback, Carson Wentz. They have um, a young up and coming uh, defense. Uh, I mean, t- scary Terry. I mean, better receiver than any of the options you guys have. So I think you you guys are completely you know outbeaten in the division, and I think that you know it's gonna be it's not gonna be the easiest season for you guys due to the fact that it's strictly an evaluation with Jones. It's this year is meant for Dable to just weed out all of the previous contracts, the big contracts that you guys gave out, and I think that it's really gonna help you guys define the narrative of what you guys are looking for in the locker room. I think it's an internship year for most of these athletes. I don't think it's anything like going to be anything crazy. Um, Just because remember, it's the first year with Dayball. I mean, he has to, it takes time to, you know, to allow people to buy into the culture, to create the culture. The culture will Mm -hmm. not be there as soon as week one comes. It takes time. Um, So that's overall my opinion. It, 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 I see what you mean, but like, Eli Manning hasn't played consistently for the Giants since 2019. We've had two seasons. You know, those are supposed to be our rebuild years, 2020, 2021. But um, still, like, no progress in um, anything, not even the coaching staff. So that that is, like, dilemma for the Giants is are we uh, going to be competitive or are we going to tank for one of these quarterbacks? And, you know, if, if you know, Dable sees a guy he likes and we get him next year, I would be fine with tank the season. But, you know, I just want to see the Giants win again. Senior year of college, I mean, it would be great to root for them in competitive games, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to be a pretty mid-team. Um, for the most part, and it could even go down to to suck to suck at some point. So, Jared, football is one day away as we speak, and how does that like? What do you think about this matchup? Are we gonna? Is this a potential Super Bowl matchup? In your opinion, in my opinion, I think the Bills are a Super Bowl. Uh, or in my Super Bowl prediction, it's very it's very hard for a team to go back to back to Super Bowl, even if you know the Patriots did a lot. Tom Brady, you know, I know, but remember, this is the you know everyone played a lot of minutes, a lot of games last year. Season on the Rams, um, people are getting older. Newly upgraded Allen Allen Robinson. Um, there, I I think the Rams are still a top team in the NFC, but. I think they get dethroned and honestly see uh, Bill's Bucks Super Bowl coming through. Well, that makes two of us. I <laughs> myself believe it's going to be Bill's Bucks. I actually put money down on it. It was a really, yes, it was a Super Bowl forecast bet. I know it's kind of a chalk answer, but I just think that the Bucks, I mean, come on, it fits the narrative, right? It fits the story. We all know that Tom Brady gets the job done. We all know that he's seeking for eight. We all know that he's not going to take no for an answer. I mean, something just sounds too good about him coming out of retirement. I think that he will find a way to get it done. 
He has the experience. And not to mention, the NFC is wide open. It's for his, the taking. I mean, the only guy in the way, the only organization in the way is the LA Rams, in my opinion. I do not believe in the Green Bay Packers. I mean, with them losing Devontae Adams. I don't. I, don't I just, I mean, either. I know Rodgers is a dog. I know he'll go out there and compete for MVP. You know, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. And I know he'll be able to get it right. But I just don't think that, you know, he'll find a way to win. And then talking about the other side, right? The AFC, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it irks me to say this as a diehard Jets fan. However, we got to give it to them. I think when you look they, at They own the East, AFC East. Right, right. I, I mean, they do. And I think you got to give it to them because when you look at them on roster, like on paper, like they have everything. Like they're not missing anything. There's no holes on this team. And for them to go out there and acquire Von Miller, a guy out there that's hungry for another ring, he's going from, you know, a Super Bowl champion to now potential Super Bowl champion with the Buffalo Bills. I think he chose wisely heading over to Buffalo. I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, I personally believe he's the best quarterback in football. I know that sounds crazy, but it could be. But I personally believe, I mean, this, what, the way that he's able to move the football, the way he's able to scramble the decision making, he's smart with his body. Um, he's a team player. People rally around him. Um, there's legitimate culture accumulated in Orchard Park. And I mean, listen, man, imagine watching the Buffalo Bills first time going up into the Super Bowl in, in quite some time, over 30 years, to see them go up against Tom Brady. Tom the, the, he, come on, that's paper. Bills is right dad. That's pay per view. Now, wait a second. Before we get to the moment we've all been waiting for, um, Who's going to win it? I'm going to say right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win this matchup. I think it is wow. way too, way too um, fairytale-esque to believe that the Buffalo Bills will get their first organizational Super Bowl ring up against mm. their, their father, Tom Brady. There's no way. It's not happening. I'm done. I'm done betting against Tom Brady when the lights are on in the Super Bowl. You saw last year and years prior when I, you know, I put Mahomes over Tom Brady. No. Tom Brady gets the job done. He gets his eighth, and that's my final answer. I'm not going to lie. This Bucks roster is dirty. Brady, Fournette, Evans, Godwin, Julio, Cameron Breed, not to mention Sherson Works, Shaq Mason, the defense, Vita Vea, Akeem Hicks, Devin White, Levante Davis, Shaquille Barrett, Tony Winfield Jr. Oh, my gosh, just so many great names. But – I'm going to take the Bills in this, in this uh, future Super Bowl matchup. They just have the – they're more, I think they're more hungry. The Bucks have already won, and I believe in Josh Allen. I believe that his route to the Super Bowl will be much harder. It's momentum in their favor. It's true. If they and can stay healthy, is, though, you got to remember that. And this is – and they've been so close. I mean, if they beat the Chiefs last year, they have a good shot of beating the Bengals, I think. And – the year before that, Josh Allen, uh, I feel like I'm fair what happened that game, but I think the Bills were just weren't ready for that was their first time, like in the spotlight in the playoffs, they weren't ready. Why? Well, so this is, I think this is this, the year the Bills get it done, especially if they win Thursday. I'm, 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 I'm good taking the Bills. And I like that pick. Um, I really do. I think it's very comfortable. And I think if you watch how the Bills were very able to comfortable. Just- yeah, no, I, th- I think I think it happened. I-, I agree with you. I think it's a good pick and I genuinely could see because if the Bills are able to stay healthy, they're mm-hmm. a better roster than the Bucks. They're better. They're better all around the field. Um, and you're right in that regard. I just personally believe the experience with Tom Brady 
outmatches anything that they may encounter. Um, he's a game manager. He knows how to win. He knows he knows how to win. That that's that's what matters there. And then not to mention, just to you know to talk about why the Bills could be a safe bet. I mean, look, watch how every single year they've just been steadily like improving. I mean, we saw them when Josh Allen first broke the cur- like the the playoff drought, the longest playoff drought with Buffalo Bills, and he wasn't able to get the job done against the Houston Texans. However, you saw him able to start to you know start to start cooking. And then the year after, you know, we start to see, you know, going up against the Chiefs, didn't, you know, and and then obviously, you know, again against the Chiefs and they weren't able to get it done. But you could argue if they won the coin toss, they'd be in the Super Bowl. So I like the steadily growth, the stead growth with this organization. I think it's going to equate to a Super Bowl appearance. Well, that will do it. Episode 45, NY Fly Zone Podcast. 44. We, 44. You know, it's been too long, so I'm glad we're back. 44 episodes. We're going to be back every week. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at NY Fly Zone. Make sure to share with all your friends. Yes, sir. And peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone Podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NY Fly Zone.